Hello, and welcome to the Happiness Injection with me, Seanette. And today's Happiness Injection is guaranteed to get you off your head with happiness without drugs or alcohol. And if you're like me and you're slimming, but it's not really worth it, you'll be pleased to know there's no calories involved. In fact, you may even laugh a few off during. Although I do have to put a bit of a warning, emotional warning on this podcast because this podcast is called Dogs to Death and Back Again. And it's basically about a recent experience I had that really, really made me wake up to myself and to to the to the to the whole happiness kind of you know that cheesy positivity I talked about uh in a in a previous podcast which you can go back and listen to if you haven't but basically um I did, I went on holiday and every year it, I go to Cyprus because I used to live in Cyprus and I love Cyprus and all these kind of things you know and I'm really boring I'm not really into traveling I'm into laying by a pool in the sunshine and just just chilling out now because my children are older this summer only my son who lives in Cyprus was going to be there so I was like woohoo and I was going to lay by the pool for the whole 21 days and I'm not going to do anything um unfortunately the universe wasn't listening (laughs) no one was listening and this holiday just became literally the holiday of your nightmares now you know, we all watch programs about it. I don't watch programs about it because I don't want that to happen in my life. So I don't know what happened, but I just had the worst holiday ever. And if you know me, you'll know that I'm always trying to have the the best day ever or the best holiday ever. Well, this was the worst one. Okay, so I can't have any more, can I? Because I've had the worst one. So what happened is here's the story. My son Ben got permanently excluded from school, age thirteen. Not the funniest thing to ever happen to me and quite shameful, I think, for me as a teacher to have a permanently excluded child. His label is severe ADHD with oppositional behaviour defiance disorder. They wanted to put him in a pro. I homeschooled him with the help of my mum. And to cut a long story short, we have invested a lot of time and energy and I know if he listens to this he knows out of my four children currently he holds the most challenging position so Ben is 19 uh, when we're recording this podcast and at 19 years old um, when we went to Cyprus (laughs) we wanted to have some peace and quiet so we paid for him to do a diving course and what we found when he was diving and, and what we found with Ben, um, and if you know anybody with ADHD, this is, a, this is a top tip for them and their children, is take your child to the sea. For some reason, Ben is very calmed by the sea, whether that be surfing, paddleboarding, um, swimming in the sea, diving. Diving is, is unreal in calming him down. So he did a diving course. And he did it for five days and the people doing the diving course got to really like him. And we really enjoyed the peace and quiet, but they really enjoyed him. And they said, why don't you apply next year to be a diving intern? And that's what he did. And that's where he is right now, diving as a living, diving as a career. And he's got master diver and he has a goal now. And, and, and you know, I'm kind of proud because... You know, at one point, I thought he would definitely be guaranteed a space in 
UK Her Majesty's present, <laughs> which is not. If you haven't got any children and you're listening to this, that's not kind of how you envision your parenting role to come. But, you know, challenges appear, as I'm sure if you are a parent listening to this, you could possibly tell me a story about your child. But this is a great story because I am so into happiness and kindness that I kind of have forgotten that my four children have grown up in the past 10 years totally wrapped in happiness and kindness and the fact that they're 21 20 19 18 some of it's going to have rubbed off and I never really thought about that and I never really thought about the darker side of that rubbing off because when Ben went to Cyprus he found it really difficult because it was a different country he had to learn some Greek he had to work um, and he'd worked in the UK but this is like I'm talking about they go to work at eight o'clock diving and they don't finish till eight nine o'clock at night and they do that six days a week brilliant for adhd people because he was tired for the first time ever Woo-hoo! i never even thought that was possible so the thing is about that is when um he got to cyprus he was a bit lonely and he found <laughs> a dog a puppy uh, it was about three months, two, three months old, just wandering around the harbour. And everybody said, oh, we'll take it to the shelter. But they said the shelters in Cyprus for dogs is so full that they would just put the puppy down. Ben, being a kindness person, said, I can't have that. I'm going to take him in. So he took him in. Now, his diving internship money isn't a huge amount of money to live off, but he has fed this dog and got its injections, got it a passport, and then announced to me, Mum, you will have to take this dog back to the UK and I was like oh my goodness like really I already have a dog if you don't know I have a pug and he's old and he doesn't like walking and he's an ideal Chanette dog because he's chubby like me and lazy so he doesn't require a lot of energy now as you all know if you've had a puppy a puppy requires a lot of energy so I thought just leave it I'll go out to Cyprus I'll sort it so when I got there um he brought the dog to the villa and did you see that you know when you see dogs that look like their owners? Well, this dog is exactly like its owner. He is bouncy, lively. I would diagnose him with ADHD, running round all over. But it was okay because the villa's in the middle of nowhere. It's on farmland, so we just let him roam about, and it was brilliant. And I started walking him. Um, even got myself a little stalker while I was walking with him who said, you can't walk your dog here unless you have coffee with me. <laughs> well, that's another story. Um. My attitude was, and, and my attitude always is as a happiness person, it's like, if there's a, any problems, we can solve them. So I got to say, because I thought, okay, what about this dog? And I thought, it's okay, I'll put it in the shelter, you know, because, you know, I love people and I like dogs, but, in, you know, I'm, I, I, I can't say I'm not a big fan of dogs, but and I've always had a dog, I've had a dog growing up, but I like people. So I thought, right, I can be tough, I can put this dog in a shelter, so I googled like what shelters it could go to and I would donate like two three years worth of uh, donations for it and you know then then that would kind of solve the problem and then I started looking and in Cyprus they have a really big problem with stray dogs and in one home there was 300 and in another home there was 500 and all of a sudden in my heart I just could not put this dog in a shelter my mum was like what is wrong with you you know you you couldn't do this and I was like I can't I can't put him because he's got cute eyes and if you have a look on my social media you probably see pictures of him because 
I decided that I would just have to bring him home. Now, if you've ever transported a dog from a foreign country, it is not cheap. It, well, in fact, I'll tell you how much it was, £883, and that was for the flight, the crate, the vet's bill alone. And that was before we actually had a massive dog incident. So in Cyprus, it's very different to the UK and other countries, and the farmer the watermelon farmer in the next field to us to the to the villa um wraps his poison in meat which you can form your own opinion but i didn't know he did this the dog went into the field and ingested the poison now if you've ever seen anybody um or uh, it's making me cry now just think about it it's a slow death it's it's not a kind way to die and all of a sudden the dog who was a problem, bouncy puppy, turned into literally my baby. Now, I am not a nurse at all, but I had to nurse this dog. He was bleeding out of his mouth, bleeding out of his bum. You know, I I can't even begin to tell you just the horror of the whole situation. And when you're in a situation like that, if it was a human... You know, it, it's actually worse because, you know, they, they don't have an option. But with a dog, you hope that the vet will say, you know, OK, we're going to we're going to just have to put him down. So we were going to the vets. In fact, the vet became Dr. Natalia, became my best friend during my uh, two week holiday. And he was deteriorating really badly. And, uh, and, and, and there was a little point where we were crying, the vet and I, and and then obviously my son who was in love with this dog more than anybody who to him had saved his his, his life because he'd made him feel less lonely we're all broken hearted this dog is just lying on the sofa just slowly slowly losing life and i i can't tell you what that feels like and to anybody who's ever nursed a human being in that situation or a loved one you know hats off to you because just the love that I felt for this dog was just unbelievable. And this night, he 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 was he was nearly dead. I know that sounds extreme, but he really was nearly dead. And and kind of, they were, my son said to me, "Is he going to die, mum?" Which which just. And I said, "I think so, son. I think you got to prepare yourself." And I think that the vet will say, "I'm just going to put him down because you know." It's horrific poison, ingested poison. So we went to the vets late at night and the vet said, I've I've organised a blood transfusion because I think this could save him. And she said, this really is the last chance. And there was a man and he'd driven 50-minute drive with his two dogs. He did not know me. He did not know Ben. He did not know the dog. But he brought his dogs to give our dog a blood transfusion because the vet said to him, he will die if he doesn't have a blood transfusion and they're on holiday. They don't know anybody with a dog to give them the blood transfusion. And this man let his dog give our dog and it was like five literally injections. It was it was a very surreal situation. His dog was on one bed and, and our dog was on another and the vet was drawing blood from one dog and just pumping it. There was, there was no process the dog was just giving blood and it was being pumped into our dog he went uh i i I couldn't thank that man enough that like that that in that horrible situation was one of the kindest things i've ever seen in my whole life it's it's, sorry i'm being really emotional but i did put a 
warning on this and this only happened like uh, l- like less than two weeks or and when we put him into the doggy hospital as I called it and he was in his with a she she said she said positivity is the key <laughs> and my son looked at me and I said son there isn't anything else now we literally have to go home and you literally have to just believe in miracles and believe that the miracle was in the kindness that that man drove 50 minutes and he let his dog give blood and he didn't know us and he didn't know that dog and the long and short of of it when the next day when I went to visit him in the doggy hospital he was he was back to being a bouncy puppy and he comes home he flies home this week as I'm recording this so if you're listening by the time you're listening be home so look on my social media we've got a dog trainer sorted we're all ready to care for him we're getting him a basket and the miracle was in all of that horror there was a hero now I saw something I was told something when the Manchester bombing happened and uh, a friend of mine, Liz, Liz McGowan, said, always look for the hero. And in that honestly near-death situation for our dog, kindness was right there. My action to you at the end of this very emotional <laughs> podcast, not so happy, is if you can be anything after listening to this, be kind. If you can help somebody in any way, then be kind. That man did not expect anything from me or my son or the dog. And you know what? The dog recovered from that. And he is one of the strongest dogs. I know he's going to go on to live a brilliantly long and healthy life with us. Join me next time on the happiness injection when I won't be so emotional, I promise. Oh, 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 oh,